Hello again, everybody, and welcome back. It's Wednesday night, so that must mean it's another episode of the Musician's Cafe. Come on inside. It's nice and warm. We're still in the throes of winter here, you know, kind of wearing me out. But it is always fun to look forward to coming in and talking about music. So we're welcome. We're welcoming everybody and glad you're here with us once again. My name is Brian Dick, and I'm here with my mega nervous co-host, a man who is uh, having his first child, and it's going to be a masculine child, Mr. Chris Luca Brasi Gray. There's all my Godfather re- uh, references, folks. So make sure if you're not familiar with the Godfather, watch it for crying out loud. Chris, how you feeling, man? I'm good. Like you say, it's Wednesday, so um, that must mean Musicians Cafe, and we're back for episode 31, aren't we? Yeah, man, 31. How about that? Good round number. We got a great guest with us tonight, man. I'm so excited about tonight's guest. It was uh, it was one of those things where they reached out to us, and and uh, we were able to make contact and become familiar. We've got none other than an incredible instrumentalist, Mr. Joe Martin. Joe, how are you feeling, man? Feeling really good. Thanks for the invite. Absolutely. This is really cool what you guys got going on. Yeah, man, we're glad you made the trip. Where, where'd you come from exactly this evening? I work in Gainesville, so it took about an hour. So it was a hike for you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, See, thank you. People put forth an effort to come to the Musicians Cafe, and I love that. <laughs> I do, too. I do. We really appreciate it. And we've moved locations. I was telling Joe, we, we were at Frog Hollow for the longest time. Now we're at the Homestead here uh, right outside of Winchester, too. So it's new for us being here. I'm actually sitting in a reclining chair tonight, so that's pretty exciting for me to do that. The yeah. Homestead Studios. The Homestead Studios, I for like sure. It. And we have a cool <laughs> sign behind us. Yeah. So that everybody can know when we go out in public who the heck we are. We were at Hog It Up last week, and I thought, you know, we need something to let people know who we are when we walk in someplace. So there you go. Anyway, Chris, I know what you got laying in your lap there, man, and it's something we always take care of. It's the menu. Please tell these people what they can do this weekend. Absolutely. So we're talking about the menu uh, for the first weekend in February. The Tally Ho Theater uh, on the 3rd is a comedy night. Uh, and the 4th is the Isles of the Nile, which is an Iron Maiden tribute. Yeah, Isles of the Niles. They've been around for a while. And uh, I've never I've never been able to see. We've talked about it on the show before. I'm a big Iron Maiden fan. Joe, are you too? I see you kind of looking. My, uh, my first band in 7th grade, we were playing that kind of stuff Iron Maiden and, you really? and Judas Priest and yeah we, we were pretty heavy actually dang yeah that was that was early metal like you know 1983 kind of metal and that's stuck I'm stuck there I am you can yeah. ask Chris I'm stuck in that <laughs> area blame you one bit <laughs> stuck yeah yes I am yes says the young guy in the room at the Hollywood Casino on the 11th now this is in a couple weeks is one of these nights which is an Eagles tribute yeah yeah uh that's always great. Oh, yeah. I don't think you can't not like the Eagles. So. Uh, yeah, it's one of those bands you almost have to. They got so many hits and such a broad stroke of styles and everything. It's great. So Woodstock Brewhouse. Now this is tomorrow night. Yep. Um, for their Thursday night um, Thirsty Thursdays. That's what I'm calling it. I, I'm sure they have a name for it. But sure. uh, Misha Heron's going to be there. Yeah. And uh, she plays a lot of cool music. Uh, if you never heard her, she's uh, great. Yes. Yeah. yeah we're going to reach out to really her sometime soon. Where have you seen her on? Uh, in Front Royal, a couple of times at the brewery down there, and uh, she played at Pavement, too, which is where I play pretty often during the summertime. Oh, wow. Cool. Good. Good. See, networking again. There we go. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. Bear Chase Brewery uh, on the third, Jim Steele. On the fourth, David Thong and Josh Hewitt. Yep. And on the fifth, Chris Brown. Now, that's not the Chris Brown that... <laughs> I don't know. Is it run it? Maybe uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, three times, whatever. I don't know. Yeah, kind of wild. No, but cool name. Definitely, I'm sure he's great. I'm sure he's great. Piccadilly Public House on the third is Tim Centron, 
And on the fourth is Barker and Schuster. Yeah, I've heard a lot of good things about both of those acts. That should be good. All right, here's the, um, and not to discredit any other venues of this week, but this uh, this one's got the, the big weekend, is the Monument, downtown yeah. Winchester. Yeah. Okay, so Friday they have a band called Lucky Chops. Have you ever heard of Lucky Chops? I haven't. So they're out of New York City. Um, they're a... Uh, um, they started as a subway band type of deal. They have a they play a sousaphone. Like it's it's the whole real loud, real crude soul, feed your soul type yeah, of music. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so they're gonna be there rocking the house at the monument Friday night. Um, and that's their new day, new tour tour. Right. New day, new tour. So uh, that's just half of the excitement at the monument. On Saturday is the big concert. I say the big concert because this thing has been sold out for months. It has been. There's and people are selling their tickets they like are. Ticketmaster does and making lots of money on them. But uh, we're going to start the night off with Dylan Wolfel. And then uh, he, Dylan's going to be on the show here in two weeks, You're right. Correct? I'm looking forward to that, too. Yes, absolutely. Yep. yep. And then following Dylan will be the Low Water Bridge Band. My favorite. Low Water Bridge Band's got the songs like Midnight in Virginia and Two Stone to Care. Um, and then 49 Winchester's coming on. And so uh, they have songs like The Everlasting Lover and uh, Damn Darling. I love that group. I mean, the, the, the three of them together is like uh, the, best, a, the best show I could ask for. Honestly, that might be one of the best shows that's ever been scheduled around here as far as I'm concerned. I mean, you got three acts to headline. For crying out loud. You know? Yeah, I mean, 49 Winchester is, um, they're actually playing overseas and stuff yeah. in a tour with like really big country artists and whatnot. And so. Um, what time does that show start? I mean, they have to start fairly early, wouldn't they? It's like six yeah. or something? Well, I, doors are probably about six, but the music's going to go for a long time. A long time. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, you're not going to be able to buy tickets online for that, but you might be able to skin them off with somebody on Facebook for a cool couple hundred dollars. Yeah, a that's ticket what I've been hearing, right? Yeah. Anyway, moving on to the Paladin. Uh, this is in Stephen City on the second. Mr. Robbie Lyman. Yeah, I saw Robbie this past weekend. He had a great turnout did in he? backseat. He did. Yeah, and Robbie's doing well, so it's good to see him. It's good. On the third is Acoustic Souls there in Stephen City, and then up here in Clearbrook on the third is Mr. Ryan Thomas. The Bright Box Theater downtown Winchester again. On the third is the Chris Darlington Band. Yeah, man. So if you're not downtown Winchester. It sounds like you're kind of missing out. I'm telling you. And Chris and them were getting cranked up. I saw their schedule. And this is sort of the kickoff to the 2023 season for them. So I'm sure. All right. Yeah, good things. I saw the uh, <clears throat> Woodshedders oh, last did weekend you? at did you? Mon Monument. Yeah. How was it? Oh, they were great. Great band. Um, I was pleasantly surprised at the drummer, actually, because you don't, you don't think of, you know, the country folky kind yeah. of things featuring... Um, drummers that are doing things that are ter terribly complex but he was he was top notch wow really enjoyed it yeah and we'll find out later that you are a drummer as well aren't you I, yeah roughly roughly speaking yeah <laughs> <laughs> probably not that rough yeah. i'm thinking <laughs> well and then on the fourth of the bright box is another cool show and actually it's two shows he's doing two of these that night yeah. one at four and one at like seven is the evening with buddy holly and of course that's our buddy Robbie Lyman again. Yeah. Uh, dressed as Buddy Holly doing a tribute uh, concert. They've, I think they've sold out both shows. So they have, yeah. My parents will be at that. I'll get the download on it. Oh, there you go. Cool. Yeah. I, I would definitely like to make that myself. Uh, just prior plans, unfortunately, but I'm sure it's going to be fun. And our buddies up north at the Troubadour Park and Lounge. Yeah. 
On the fourth, they have diamonds in the rough. Uh, and there's a frozen T-shirt contest. <laughs> a what? That's what I said when I read it. I was fr- fr- I've heard of wet, of course. Frozen? Holy cow, I don't know how that works. But We need to call Sylvia and see what's going on. We do, but I tell you, it sounds fun no matter what. <laughs> have you ever been? A, have you ever ventured that, that far out, Berkeley Springs? Uh, yes. Uh, well, I drove through it. I can't... Uh, I, it looked like a great town, it but is, I can't say yeah. I've experienced the, the whole thing. There's a couple of great places that... Well... The Canary Grill is one place that, that, you know, solo artists go up there and play a lot like you, and I think it would go over well. The Troubadour is very cool, too. It's it's fairly new to Chris and I. It's been there for a long, long time. We hadn't been there before, what, November, right? Yep. yep. Um, but we've made great friends and really has turned out to be a great sort of uh, place for people to go to, and, and artists that we've talked to are now reaching out to them to go play, so it's been good. It's been really good. I think I need to pick your brains rather than vice versa. I understand all that. <laughs> And the low water, con- great. the low water Jake Cohn concert up there was a, a blowout. It was huge. Was it really? Yeah. So uh, they had a great night. That was this past weekend uh, at the Troubadour. I'm so happy for the guys. That's awesome. I know. Oh, and Jake Cohn, by the way, was uh, just featured on Radio WV or West Virginia, however you say it. Yeah. You find them on Facebook. Um, it's a huge page, and they have a lot. Uh, it's just it's an awesome thing that they do. And this kid is is um, already gotten a ton of. Uh, of attention and we're so happy for him. So, that yeah. is good. Yeah. He and Brendan both have been done very well with that. All right. Last item on the menu. We want to give a shout out, um, that every third Thursday at the dividing Creek beer company, which is downtown Winchester. Okay. So, uh, if you haven't been there, it's down on the, Oh boy. on the North side of the walking mall. Right. Yep. And, uh, pop, pop, Mark does yeah. an open mic there. Yeah, so he uh, he hit us up on the emails and, and asked us to uh, let everybody know that every third Thursday they do a, an open mic night. And so the next one is on the 16th. Yeah, on the 16th. Yeah, Pop-Pop was telling me that uh, he hosted the one at Hog It Up and uh, heard, yeah. heard our podcast last week. It's like, oh, man, they brought it up. How cool. And like he should have, he reached out to us and so we can get it on the air for him. So that's pretty cool. That's what's up. That's the menu. I'm going to fold it back up. We'll bring it back out next week. All right. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate it so much. Thanks for that. Joe Martin, man, it is great to have you here. I'm so happy uh, that you had time to make it out and you'd be able to share a little bit about yourself um, to all of our listeners out there. You uh, are a native native of New York, is that right? Yep, originally. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, wow. not just originally, but all the way, you know, <clears throat> went to college in central New York State and came back to Westchester to start my career. And uh, once I was 30, I moved. But gotcha. yeah, up, up until 30, yep. Yeah, I was in New York. I cheated and, and read your bio, so I'm going to steal a lot of information from <laughs> yeah. there. It said that you picked up the guitar first, and that started about 11 years old. Is that's, that right? That's right. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So tell me about that. What was uh, what was what made you pick it up? Had you seen something that made you excited? My mom made me do it. I didn't. I didn't <laughs> want to do it at first, and um, but there there were a couple other kids that I was budding around with, you know, in in the neighborhood, uh, who started, and I guess she just thought it was a good idea from there, and it's. Um, I'm just amazed that I've I've stuck with something that I started out just right. n- not wanting to do, but it it captured me really quick. Very cool, very cool. <sighs> but so guitar is not your only instrument. We we covered that earlier. But what kind of other things do you beat on or pick on or sing into? <laughs> what, what do you? What else do you do? Um, I was a, a piano major my first semester in college. Oh, nice. I I switched out of that. <clears throat> I switched out of music. Um, formally in college pretty quickly I realized I just didn't want to do it professionally um, and I shouldn't say I was a piano major I was a music education major but my instrument was piano 
and um, <clears throat> I just remember all of the things that my band director in high school would would go through, <laughs> you know, to do his <laughs> job. And I got to thinking about it, and I'm like, no, that's not for me. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. I'm going to rewind you and keep you back there in that early 80s part sure. that we talked about a while ago. So you, at an early age, after you began playing, you you formed bands. You jumped in to start playing with other people, pretty, right? Yeah, I guess it was, uh, yeah, it was seventh grade, so I was 12. Um, so it was not long at all, you know, a year, year and a half after I started. And it was with a um, these kids were, you know, we were all a little bit of misfits, but these kids were like really creative misfits. You know the kind I'm right. talking about? Yes, I do. Yeah. Yes, and, I do. Um, they, they were, um, I still remember them very, very fondly. And one, once in a blue moon, we can we can bump into each other too when I make a trip up to New York. Anyway, it was uh, it was a great experience just to be able to play and make noise right. back then and right. play Iron Maiden and Judas Priest and <laughs> um, all the all the power chord stuff that was, you know, when you're 12 years old is reasonably easy to pick up, right, you know, right. but, but you still sound that the power of metal is, is still there when you add the distortion. And yeah. Yeah. So that was a lot of fun. So whose parents had to put up with all the noise for rehearsal? Oh gosh. Yeah. The dr <laughs> Well, the drummer's uh, parents. Uh, um, yes. Yeah. The, um, but um, they were all, you know, pretty tolerant com in, <laughs> given what what we were putting them through uh, yeah. and it's quite supportive and you look back on all those things and all the all the things that you know your your teachers and your parents and your school system and your your church you know helped you out with and it's you take it all for granted at the time but yeah. but you understand how later on how it how it helped form you for the better gotcha gotcha so, well, yeah, and, and I'm thinking about this because there's been several uh, guests that we've had on our podcast that have told me, you know, they grew up on this metal and, and power chord stuff and, and, and rock, like hard rock. Yeah, yeah. Um, and my generation grew up on 90s music. Like, you know, they, they still there's still some good rock out of the 90s, but it was kind of phasing more towards the pop at that time. Right. I'm wondering how that um, that kind of affects, you know, up-and-coming musicians. But, you know, you know, we say that, but, like, Kellen Little, who is 13 years old, is still saying songs that I have no idea what they were. And Brian's like, oh, yeah, I listened to that when I was a kid. So, I mean, there's He's all the well hope's not raised, lost Chris, is what I'm trying to tell you. Yeah, I, 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 I go in peaks and valleys to that. Like every, a lot of times I'm like, oh, no one listens to this stuff anymore, you know. And it's, it's all the stuff where people were still... It's, you know, people were still playing their instruments in the late 20th century. Right. And, and now it's a, a lot of the, not all of it, but a lot of the music that you hear uh, is essentially computer generated, um, particularly in pop. And that's, it's just disappointing when, when, when I hear that. Um, but of course I grew up in the 20th century. So, um, <clears throat> and I can't help thinking that we've lost something. So, but it, it is very encouraging Every once in a while, like you said, you bump into someone yeah. that um, <clears throat> that is really like jiving with the old the old stuff, um, yes. heavy or not. Um, just stuff where human beings were were playing the instruments, um, and that that warms my heart. It's a little too rare, but warms my heart when it, it does. Happens. Yeah. yeah, I know that feeling too. I definitely see that. You know, Joe. Some of the similarities I notice. You, you and I probably are similar in age. 
I think. I'm 55, so we're right around probably the same turned area. 50 in July. There you go. So we're pretty close. Um, I noticed that it looked like when you got into high school, then you, you were exposed to jazz. Is yep. that right? Yep. Yeah, see, I was too. And, and I always look back on that pretty fondly because it helped open doors for me. It broadened my sort of, you know, musical tastes or whatever. I still remember a lot of the jazz music that we played back in the day. And I used to be a huge, like we used to go watch Maynard Ferguson back in the day, you know, and, and travel That's around. Cool. So I was That's lucky. Cool. Uh, yeah. I was lucky enough to go to Brunswick high school and see buddy rich for crying awesome. out loud. And it was so yeah. cool. You know, um, what did you get that same sort of experience when you got into high school and you got into jazz and maybe marching band, whatever else you did? Yeah. I mean, I, <clears throat> I, um, had a, there was a band director there who, who, got me he was young and dynamic and he got me into everything um i was in jazz band and a um uh there was a jazz sextet and b both of those were extracurricular but i was also playing saxophone in the wind ensemble um and um you know and that was on top of all the bands i was in on the weekends you know playing at the battle of bands and stuff and rehearsing for all that you know mm -hmm. and there was jamming at parties and um right. there was um I got my homework done, but other than that, I, I was immersing myself in, um, in, in, in music as much as I could. And with the jazz in particular, um, it was, I, I loved it. Um, partially because I really like music theory. I really always had a, um, uh, an instinct for it for harmony and, Guitar is the perfect instrument to learn music theory on because okay. um, all of the, the terminology, you know, uh, major or minor, for example, well, th those shapes, a, a major shape, you know, I mean, there's, there's lots of them on guitar, but take one of them, that shape will always be major, no okay. matter where you put it. And other instruments don't have that kind of consistency yeah. understood right okay. so if you yeah. you know if you play a c major chord on the piano and then play a d flat major chord on the piano well yeah the intervals are the same but you're you know the d flat's a little bit more mangled shapes and, different yeah, yeah. exactly okay, and, gotcha. you, and uh, gosh forbid if you're playing saxophone or clarinet or something um <laughs> you know the 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 fingerings are essentially random you know i mean they're, they're right. not physically but um, that's what they feel like to you as a human. And, um, so learning, learning the bass or, or learning guitar, or I guess maybe violin and, um, and those sorts of instruments too, um, string instruments in general are very good for learning music theory on because the, the concepts and the structures that you're learning about, about music theory map directly into the, into the, um, shape that your fingers are making. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. That's really cool, and uh, I've never really thought about this until right now, but, you know, there are different, there are absolutely all different sorts of kinds of musicians, musicians that can pick up their instrument and just play and just instinctively know that, like, I don't know what I'm playing, but it sounds good, and somebody who knows what they're playing is like, holy crap, like, you're doing X, Y, and Z, mm -hmm. and I would call that basically a numbers guy versus an emotional guy. And I feel like you're a little bit more on the numbers side of things where you're more technical and you actually see that chord that you want to play in detail before you even give it a shot. Is that right? Yeah. In a certain way, it's, you think in terms of shapes um, when, you, you know, when you're about to play something. Um, I, I, I see the shape in my head um, wow, okay. beforehand, something like that. Yeah. Um, but if there was, you know, there's, I've encountered this dichotomy 
ever since I was a kid in music where you, you're, people think you're either an, an emotional player or a, or a technical player. And I always thought, well, the more technique you have can't, it doesn't that mean that the more ability you have to express yourself, right, right? You know, so it's not like a it's two sides of the same coin to me, and rather than a an either or uh, dichotomy. Um, so anyway, that's. No, but uh, I think it. I think it takes like, to your point though. I think it takes a special brain to be able to do that, to be able to go from the technical side back to the emotional side. And when you tie them in together, you're right. That's where the people who are absolutely brilliant, you know, Tommy Emanuel comes in, that he can tell you exactly what's going on but that dude plays on complete feeling when he's on stage Mm -hmm. i mean it's 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 not he's thinking about the exact chord structure of anything and he improvises obviously a whole lot are are you a big improviser are you a oh yeah Uh, yeah certainly i mean that's that's actually the hardest the biggest challenge in jazz yeah is to um because like you know in rock you can get away with usually playing in one pentatonic scale for um, an entire solo, but in jazz, the the choice of notes, the s- scale that you have to play in, is changing with every chord. Right. Yeah. And it, sometimes it's changing in complex ways, and the chords are going by at you know um, two hundred beats a second, and you know it's changing every measure. Um, and um, so that's um, yeah, that that's a challenge that I I didn't really s- start to feel like I was conquering at all until college. Um, gotcha. I think. And gotcha. That was at Ithaca College, is that right? Yeah, Ithaca College. Yeah. I didn't stalk you. I just checked out your no, bio. No, no, I I know. <laughs> so that was. It's. Were you studying jazz, or what were you studying at the time? Uh, so uh, I was a piano major my first semester. I switched out very quickly. Second semester, I was a psychology major, and I stuck with that. Oh, okay. That's gotcha, okay. Um, but I stayed. I took all the music theory courses, and I took a bunch of jazz courses, and I um, uh, and I, you know, I was playing in in various bands, rock band. Uh, cup of what jazz group here and there um so i you know it was almost like high school in that sense that you know i i stayed as much as i could in music while still getting my homework done and and having a life and friends and stuff i gotcha yeah Yeah. i gotcha yeah on your on your web page there's a couple things that stood out to me one is you had mentioned a couple of influences like ingve malmstein and then also i think it was chick Corea. do i have Mm -hmm. that right yeah um you know, and I thought, well, wow, okay, you know, that's that's diversity. And then when you go down and you look at your videos that you have on there on YouTube, again, a large, um, you know, diversity in, in styles. Do you keep that to this day when you go and, and, you know, play out? Do you play a wide variety of everything? Is that how you do it? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, it's mostly rock from the 60s through the 2000s. Okay. But I do have some jazz and some classical arrangements Very that, cool. that yeah. I'll, I'll throw in. Um, I think I'm, I could use a little more of that, but a lot of times it depends on um, on the audience. You gotcha. know, you know. Yeah. Sometimes oh, you, yeah. you can reorganize your set list on the fly and, and think, ah, oh, this isn't going to go over. <laughs> yeah, this is going to bore them or something like you gotta that. Got to read that audience. Yeah. yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. But it is exciting to see you doing that because you know it's impressive to me, and I'm sure others because you know you go, wow, you know, so intricate on some pieces. All of them are intricate, I should say. But I even had. Chris, it was your dad. He reached out to me the other day, and he's like, have you listened to Joe's instrumentals? And I said, well, yeah, I checked out a few of them. I haven't gotten through them all. He goes, wait till you get to the U2. And I thought, wow, okay, cool. And so I just kind of skipped right to the U2 because I was curious. And, and he was right. It was mind-boggling. It was so good and well done. Oh, so, thanks. Yeah. Uh, wow. I, 
thanks for that. I, I wouldn't necessarily have thought that that one would have stuck out among the others, but that's it, interesting. It was to me. That's yeah. I, So I posted on our Facebook there yesterday because I was scrolling through your Instagram and I stopped because um, it may not be your most technical piece, and it, it's but of course it's recognizable, so right. that's the first thing. Yeah, everyone um, knows it. Right, yeah. but there's, there's a lot of extra feeling in that that you played and that you can feel. So, I mean, the other side of this coin is that you don't sing, right? Right, exactly. Okay, so... Um, Most I, people are disappointed in that, but believe me, they'd be more, <laughs> more disappointed if I did. Yeah, you sing like I do, then. Yeah. <laughs> but see, I sing so I can cover up my guitar playing um, because I'm uh, I'm a campfire guitarist. That's what I call myself, yeah. right? And so, But to be able to express yourself uh, fully in just an instrument that's... I mean, you have nothing else to cover that up. It's just amazing. And yeah, that's why I picked that U2 piece, just because yeah. it, it, it's just full of emotion. Yeah, I agree with that. I'm glad it came across that way. Thanks. All right. Word. Did you have lots of influences or lots of sort of, uh, you know, you not in, not just influences, but maybe, you know, you have a favorite or whatever. Do you have inspirational? Oh, oh yeah. I'm, that's too much to count. Um, but <laughs> okay. it... I am kind of stuck listening to some of the, you know, some of the stuff that I, I don't know, grew up with or, or college age kind of stuff. Okay. The, my favorite band is Dream Theater. Oh uh, my gosh. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And they've I'm been up. my favorite band. I, I've, I, you know them, right? So Absolutely, the, I, I heard I the opening riff to um, Under a Glass Moon. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah in 1993 and they've been my favorite band ever since yeah it's not the same since portnoy left i just want to throw that out oh yeah well i'm sure there's tons of opinions (laughs) yeah exactly yeah uh i I don't mind either way yeah i'm I'm, uh, agnostic mancini's good too yeah um but i was very pleased to see you wearing a rush shirt when i when i walked in here um and um so that's um that's that's where I come from, you know, listening wise. Sure. Uh, in, in terms of rock, but uh, you know, I also put on Mahler symphonies in the background while I work and nice. stuff, just to keep get keep getting familiar with that. And um, and of co- course, there's Chikoria and all the all the jazz players that Chikoria played with all along, like John Patitucci, oh, yeah. Dave Weckl. Um, those those guys have been really big influences on me as well. Not that I could always necessarily. It wasn't necessarily like transposing their solos a lot but um their 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 general feel um affects you somehow they're like they they as they worm their way into your heart they worm your their way out right in 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 the phrases you play i gotcha you know something gotcha. something like that gotcha well we're lucky enough uh that you chose to bring some equipment with you today Yes, um, and we'd love to hear you play because uh, I'm sure there are a lot of folks um, around the Winchester area that haven't heard you, and we really want them to. Great, I'd so, like them to too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you want to grab sure. your guitar, yeah, we we'll let him get strapped play a couple up songs. Here, yeah. We'll we'll, uh, we'll kill the dead time in the meantime. Yeah. Brian, you want to say a poem, a haiku? <laughs> All the ones I know are, are like foul language, so I don't think anybody wants me. To... <laughs> That's for sure, but no, it's uh, it, it, one of the things that people are just about ready to hear here in a minute is some amazing musicianship. Uh, I was lucky enough to kind of, like I said, check out Joe's work uh, online the other day, and you know, it's it's really amazing in some respect, jaw dropping when you when you watch it and hear it. So, unfortunately, not everybody will be able to see it, but folks, wait till you hear this. I'm telling you. 
All right, Joe, you're up. You're live, man. Go for it. We what do you got mic around too, if you Oh, want yeah, to. you want your mic? Yeah, yeah. You're going to sing, right? <laughs> <laughs> Said no one ever. <laughs> Actually, I'm, I'm going to keep the mic out of the way. Yeah, okay, that's fine. that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Get some sound here. We'll do that. Yeah, definitely.
Wow. Yeah. All right. Who needs lyrics, Chris? I mean, seriously, right? Uh, I think the other question is, who plays Bohemian Rhapsody on one instrument? <laughs> Holy cow, man. Wow, Joe. That was cool. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Heck yeah, man. I enjoyed the heck out of that. That, uh, that was... I, couldn't take my eyes off of what you were doing. Thanks. I see uh, you're shaking your fingers out, too. I can only imagine. Yeah, my goodness. I'm not warmed up, so it's, <laughs> it hurts a little bit. Um, yeah, that one took a longer... That's a longer arrangement than the other the other ones. It took, right. a, it took a little bit more effort to come up with that one, um, uh, certainly. So yeah. how do you how do you go about that, right? I mean, obviously, you take the, the original song, do you break it down piece by piece, then play it out, or do you just listen to the whole thing and say, all right, I got it, and then go from there? Yeah, well, usually what happens is I'll I'll hear a song on the radio, and number one, I have to like it, and number two, people have to know it. That's usually my criteria. And I'm like, oh, I can never come up with an arrangement for that one. But then my, my brain starts spinning on it, and I'd be like, oh, I can use that voicing, you know, there, because I know the singer's singing the third, and I know it's an E. So, um... I'm not sure what that was. Yeah, a little yeah. interference there. Um, but regardless, um, what you're doing, what you're trying to do, you're trying to do three, three things, really. Um, you're trying to get the vocal melody in there. And usually that works by putting the vocal melody on top of whatever chord voicing you're using. Gotcha. Um, so that's really an important component. Number two, you're trying to establish the harmony. Um, and so that includes at least often, um, you know, the notes in the mid range. And then you got, you know, you got to fit the right bass note in. And, um, you know, usually you, when you're a guitar player, you, what, I'm, I am like desperate for open, low open strings in these arrangements. Right. Yeah. Um, as you can imagine, because that's finger one less finger. To, yep. right? Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. And, um, so really, realistically, you only have E, A, and D to work with there. So you've got to figure, well, that's only, you know, um, one quarter of all the possible notes. And so, but it actually works out much, much better than that because, um, you know, most rock songs are written in sharp keys and they're written in, um, there, a lot of them are written in E and A and D. Right, right? right. And if they're not, they have E and A and D chords in them. Um, so there's a, there's a lot of happy accidents like that, that, yeah, sure. um, that helped me out a lot when I, when I come up with arrangement, an arrangement, and like you said, if, if I can fit one of those notes in the, in the bass, I got one more finger to, yep, um, yep. <clears throat> uh, fit something else in. And, um, speaking of happy accidents too, there's, if you notice there's a lot of times there's these call and response things in um, in music. So, uh, well, perfect example is, uh, uh, let's do that, the journey song I do. So who's crying know, now? Yeah, yeah. Who's crying now? Yeah. yeah. So the, there's the keyboard, the keyboard player, the bum, bum, bum. Mm -hmm. And then the bass, the bass line kind of answers that. A little dun dun gong, right? Mm -hmm. Well, they they mostly don't overlap in time, so a lot of times you end up surprised at the the things that make the song the song. 
that you can fit in on, on one instrument because right. it, you know, they don't overlap so much. They don't overlap yeah. in time so much. Exactly. Um, but they're really, the listener wants to hear them. They're, they're truly, you know, part of the song. They make the song what they are. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there, that's another happy accident that, that helps you out a lot. Um, when you, when coming up with these arrangements right oh, i think i understood did i answer your question yeah, was that, yeah. okay yeah I, way more completely than i was <laughs> expecting I, I which is a great thing yeah, I know, right? especially I'm, on this show where i'm feeling we struggle to talk I, to I begin with <laughs> so before uh we might have you play another one if you're open, sure. open oh, sure, for it, yeah. but before you do that uh can you run us down through your rig real quick what do you play through uh obviously nobody can see it but tell them what you're playing on and yeah what you're this through. is a, a brand new ovation um well not brand new i got it in the summertime um and it replaces one that is much like it um that i've been playing for about 20 years and i still love it but the um the preamp was getting a little ratty and undependable um so i i had to throw in the towel on that one it's my backup now um and i'm going through uh line six i think i bought this in maybe 2007 2008 um uh maybe a little later actually um but it's really like i was telling you guys before it's really just a 40 pound effects box that's all i really <laughs> yeah, use it yeah um i put um a good amount of reverb maybe about seven and a little bit of chorus uh and um on you know on top of kind of a, a generic clean sound that it has and i just stick with that like i'm i am not like an equipment guy like you know equipment guys like they oh, got yeah. they oh, got yeah. guitars yeah. 17 guitars on the wall in the basement and they get the magazines and um that's that's not me <laughs> not it not it not at all um so i i i like the simplicity of sticking with one thing and and the challenge to see how much i could do within that yeah um, yeah uh within within those constraints gotcha gotcha you got it all in your hip pocket uh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I just I'm going to throw a curveball at you in a minute, but I'm going to let you play first. Okay. <laughs> right. You're going to have to whip your tip jar out here. I know, them. right? I know. It's like you, know, jukebox time. I shouldn't <laughs> be like that, should I? How's the volume? Oh, you're good. Yeah, it you're sounds right great too. It does. Yeah, yeah. good to go. Yeah.
barked, everybody. Holy cow. Man, Joe, how appropriate with just losing David Crosby here recently, and you pull that out. Thank you so much. What a terrific rendition of that song. Thank you very much. Wow. That's very kind of you to say. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, Thanks. If you're not warmed up or you weren't before, you definitely are now. <laughs> I'm, a little, I'm a little bit better, yeah. Holy cow, man. Wow. That was so beautiful. It Thanks, really man. was. Thanks. I, I really enjoyed playing that song. That there's, um, I love songs like that that aren't really songs. They're... You know, a song is like verse, chorus, verse, chorus, right. then a middle section or a solo, and then right. another verse and chorus, and then out. Um, but this is, you know, that song is they they've got these disparate pieces that 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 they just joined together. Sure, um, and it's it's just a lot more exciting those sorts of things, and that's why I love Rush, for example. Yeah, I love, right. love yes, they've got all these forms to their songs sure. that aren't songish. They're yeah. they're more like. Um, I don't quite want to say you know symphonic compositions or anything, but they're a little bit more similar to that than sure than sure. A, a quote unquote song in the formal sense of the term. Wow, that was fantastic. Um, you had mentioned Rush, and I'm just going to throw this out here. If it doesn't work out, it's quite okay. I just need a snippet though. Do you have a little Olivia uh, in you uh, by oh, any chance? Actually, I do play a Rush medley. It's actually mostly time standstill. Okay, uh, I, yeah, I do that just a little like. bit of it. You don't have to do the whole oh, okay. thing if you don't want to, but yeah, yeah, throw a little bit of that. Uh, yeah, have, well, have yeah, let's do time, a little bit of time standstill. All right, yeah, yeah, that'll work. You're making the man work. I don't mean to. That's why I say I don't want to overdo it. Now. You can play <laughs> as much as you work. want, Joe, because we love it. I, I'm not going to tell you that. But, uh, folks, this is from the Hold Your Fire album, actually. Uh, and it's a beautiful song, so you'll love it. <laughs> That's all right. so much for that i just uh i i'm so in the tank for that band and have been my whole life uh, and i love every era of it you know rush had so many different phases and i love that 80s you know sort of uh, that was later in the 80s when that album came out 87 or something but just love that sound they had and it was so good and that's one of my favorite songs so thank you oh yeah <laughs> yeah the pleasure's mine um yeah there, a lot of rockers don't like that era 
Um, oh my, you know, I, with all the, I know I, I disagree. I, I love it. I mean, I love their old stuff too. I do too. I, I mean, I'm not picky out of everything from the early albums right on through, but you know, when you get the grace under pressure and power windows and, and hold your fire, all you know, roll your bones, all those had such great songs. I mean, yeah. red sector a for crying out loud. Yeah. I mean, how can you not love that song? Um, so I'm glad you you sort of picked that. I love that you picked that era. That's great. Oh, cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That, that was one of my favorite songs in college. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Amy Mann, I believe, sang on that with them too. Oh, is that who? It was? Yeah, I believe okay. it was I Amy Mann. Yeah, okay. back in hitting my memory, but I think it was anyway. So, sorry, Chris, I'm stealing the show. I didn't yeah. mean to set up. Yeah, what the heck, man? <laughs> Father-in-laws are like that. You know much more about the Rush than I do. Uh, so that's all right. Good well, I'm, on you, I'm man. teaching you. Yeah, <laughs> Joe. Thank you so much for making the trip to Winchester. Thank you for the invite, guys. This was great. Appreciate yeah. it very much. So now that you've impressed everybody with your uh, musicianship, do you want to tell everybody what you do for a regular job? I'm a software engineer. Um, yeah. I, I'm like, this is my, gosh, I started when I was 26, 27. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I've been doing it in a while. Well, that's just uh, to prove to you that you never know who's walking around here. Exactly. Who you're working with. Yes. Um, man just some talent hiding in, I, in the I find, background i find that a lot it like there's it comes from surprising places and it's really cool when 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 you figure it out you know yeah so. yeah you you played you mentioned some places that you played in front royal have you played any locations in winchester since you've been back uh yeah i played um the george washington hotel the, okay the blue no, uh blue half, no, half, half note, note. Half yeah. note. Mm-hmm. pardon me um yeah, played there, I think, three times so far. Um, hopefully, they'll have me back. And, Can't imagine why they wouldn't. Um, also played a corporate Christmas party there, which, um, which was kind of cool. I, I enjoyed that a lot. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking to play as much as I can. Um, so, you know, just type in joemartinguitar.com into the web or um, into um, uh, Instagram or, or YouTube um, or Facebook. And we can, you know, we can make friends that way. Um, and uh, please get in touch because uh, I'm, I'm looking to play as much as I can. Good. That's awesome. Before we let you go, before we turn the uh, recording off, what did we miss? Anything? You have anything you want to get out to people? Oh, gosh. Uh, no. Um, I, I just really appreciate the opportunity and what you guys are doing for 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 musicians is, is really, really important. And I want to thank you for that. Oh, well, we thank you for your talent, too, Joe. I mean, I, I'm telling you, folks... You know, you've heard the music right here on the show. So, you, you know, there's no excuse for not having Joe come play at your place. I'm telling you, this is great. He has a wide songbook. Um, there's lots of things that he can entertain people with. He's, and he's a hell of a nice guy, too. So, man, just reach out to Joe. If you have trouble reaching Joe, give us a call. You know, give us a call. Give us a, an email, whatever you want to do. And I'll get in touch with Joe for you. And we'll make sure that happens. So, again, Joe, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you both for the plug. Absolutely. Thank Chris, you. what else you got, man? What we miss? Uh that's it. Uh, you know, like we said at the beginning of the show, there's a lot of live music happening around Winchester, um, even this weekend. But man, coming up on the springtime, it's just going to get crazy. You know, everybody's now finally gotten over the COVID thing. And I feel like this year is going to be the first year it just kind of really lets loose. Yeah. So just keep your uh, you know ears pinned back for you know what what's coming out and be listening to Musicians Cafe. Somebody asked 
on one of the uh, Winchester Frederick County pages, like how they know where to find uh, the best entertainment around Winchester. I said, I know a podcast <laughs> that you could That's listen to. And it's it. available on all the streaming platforms wherever you get your podcasts. But yeah, man, we're wrapping up episode 31 uh, with Joe Martin. So glad to have you, sir. Yeah, absolutely. And before we run out, I got to give a special shout out. It's my brother Larry's 62nd birthday today. How about that? He's wow. 62. Happy birthday, Scrap. Man, I appreciate you. Love you, brother. Uh, but uh, he listens all the time, so he'll appreciate that shout out. There you go. Happy birthday. Yeah, yeah. Once again, folks, we appreciate you spending time this evening with us here in the Musicians Cafe. Please reach out to us uh, on all the uh, normal levels. You can do it through Facebook. You can do it whatever. Send us an email at musicianscafe one at gmail.com, and we'll be sure to respond for you. We've got lots of great musicians coming on board. We've got March booked for crying out loud yeah. and working on April. Yep. Uh, and it's filling up quick. We have so many great responses and so many nice comments out there. Thank you so much. The numbers are great. We love it. We're going to keep this thing going for as long as we can. In the meantime, until we meet again, peace. 